is this darn thing on? I hope so. Otherwise, you can't hear what we're about to say to you. Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. It's me, Jesse, giving you a swearing warning. And now, without further ado, Chance, my friend, what's up? Uh, not much. I am Hastings Lennox Addington. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go right into this bit. Uh, because we did have some technical difficulties earlier. So I am Hastings Lennox in Addington. I am 47 years old and married. I speak English. I am white. I own a house. My household income is $66,000. And I probably voted for MP Derek Sloan in 2019. Uh, hi, folks. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Niagara Center. Uh, I'm 44 years old and I'm married. And you know what? I speak English from time to time, and a lot of my friends would call me white. Uh, I own a house, not a brag, uh, and my household <laughs> income is 59900 uh, which is definitely not a brag. Uh, and I probably voted for Liberal MP Vance Badaway uh, last election in 2019. Dean, that self-introduction sounded like all of those... Um high school movies that you always recommend me watch <laughs> for me i thought i was aiming for more of a like a dating profile yeah, yeah so like those high school movies that <laughs> okay, you always get us to watch up. dean loves watching <laughs> high school movies like barely legal one girls gone wild six <laughs> uh, all um, the peter north collection okay uh i am scarborough rouge park i'm 41 years old and married i'm an immigrant i speak english i'm south asian i own a house my household income is eighty four thousand six hundred. exciting does that sound like me Megan's saying that she's South Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't just like solo clip that out no, later. That would be I'm bad. South Asian. Uh, all right. I'm Lanark Frontenac Kingston. I'm 48. I have a wife. I speak English. I'm white. I own a house. And my household income is $74,700. And I would have Do you think they would talk like that, though? For conservative MP Scott Reed in 2019. What what's the what's what's the accent out there? What's the main dialect like? Uh, I can't really do the accent from that area unless I'm around, like surrounded by people from that area. Because that's won't. how I feel about Belleville too. Yeah, like it won't gain traction if there's no one there to bounce off. So yeah, yeah, folks, if if you're not. Uh if you haven't picked up on what we're doing, we are looking at the average riding bot on Twitter, uh, which we recommend you looking into, too. Uh, and it lets you know all of the demos of the riding that you're in. Uh, it's sort of basically exactly like a horoscope, and you can sort of plot the trajectory of your own life just by looking at uh, these numbers. We've become a, a hard facts podcast where we're just going to read you data from this point on. But we Speaking were laughing out. earlier that almost every single one of them is, I am white, I speak English, I own a house, I am married, I make $60,000. So, you know, yeah, and it's, we it's really live noting. in a diverse nation. Yeah, like the, the distinct, it's like, I'm sure not the majority of the population is white middle class anymore, but it certainly is the majority of the voting population, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. And also, like, non-white communities are concentrated in certain ridings, so then... Like ninety percent of the ridings are all white families in the suburbs. LOL. Yeah, you ever you ever notice when uh, they start throwing the dog whistles around, being like, "Oh, those liberal city centers," and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, you just mean because there's like minorities that yeah, actually that live there." Yeah, that sounds extremely racist. LOL. Yeah, and they do it all the time, right? Or or universities, they're like liberal universities, and it's like, well, 
a lot of universities have a, a diverse population in comparison to the area that they're in. So, oopsies. Mm. Well, you know what they mean by that. Liberal simply means bad. And right yeah. now, in the actual election, liberal also seems to mean bad as they are blowing this to levels maybe not seen since Andrew Scheer in 2019. Wow. This is mm. one of the most embarrassing election cycles I've ever seen. And Justin Trudeau, in particular, is showing that he actually doesn't have any political instincts. He has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. And he's managed to make it this far through a combination of uh, anti-charisma from his opponents. And, yeah, I don't know, maybe listening to the occasional piece of good advice that longtime liberal stalwarts who have been winning and stealing elections for decades have given him. Well, and also nepotism. That's the big one. That's a and big one. Like, the I second think when he tries when anything, though, on his own... <laughs> Yeah, when, when you look at, especially when he uh, went up against Harper the first time around, like, in retrospect, I think it's pretty easy to say that, like, it's it'd be pretty hard to lose that one. Because uh, mm -hmm. Harper was seen as, you know, this sort of, like, cold reptile person, which he is. Uh, and any time that he, like, threw eggs at Trudeau for being, like, young or a pretty boy or underqualified... Uh, just n none of it stick to Trudeau at all, just yeah, because like the establishment conservatives were so disliked. It's also a classic thing of like people are going to get sick of you the longer you're in power. Yeah, it's Justin Trudeau has been in power since 2015, so only about six years, which isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things. But people, but when are your so... whole political identity is that you are the new hotness, yeah, uh, that <laughs> tends to fade away pretty quick. <laughs> they call it flavor of the month for a reason because it doesn't last longer than 30 days. After a while, it's like if you're, you know, when you're a kid and you go to a family get together, you can like do one cute thing. You know, like you sing the ABCs, you do the I'm a little teapot song and uh -huh. they're like, oh, that's amazing. But if in six years time you're still <laughs> reciting the alphabet and singing I'm a little teapot, that's not cute. That's fucked up and sad at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you think they would have done better if they had replaced Trudeau, though? Who would they replace him with? No, I, would, I, like, I don't know. Honestly, I think that would have looked insane on their part because he's yeah. currently the prime minister. And I, I don't even know and if he's there's the like one who called the election a legal <laughs> precedent to do that. But uh, that would be funny if they were just like, all right, uh, thank you for calling the election. We have decided to <laughs> oust you. Yeah, he's completely cooked. And I think calling the election obviously pissed a lot of people off because we just had one pre pandemic. And now we're going to have one in the middle of the pandemic's fourth wave. And anytime he tries to do anything on his own, uh, such as today's tweet, which is him discussing housing. Young people aren't asking for a free house. They just want a fair shot at buying their own. We're going to make sure they can. Now that is a Justin. winning message. Justin. Someone hasn't been listening to this podcast, Justin. You got to put your ear to the ground, buddy. That's all yeah. I've been asking for on every episode. Free house. Please free give me house, a house. Free house. I want yeah. two or three free houses. Please. <laughs> Prior okay. to that, his other big tweet was, to help Canadian industries like steel thrive for years to come, we'll keep supporting businesses. <laughs> oh, God. What a lame thing to say. Play in the now, awesome if, plan, dude. If Justin came out today and said, actually, redact that previous statement, we are giving free houses, do you think he, it would increase his chance, or do you think it's already dead in the water? Oh, no, he's he's dead in the water. I 
No one believes him when he says stuff. So there's literally <laughs> he true. could say like we're gonna put a man on Mars this year, and everyone would be like, I don't care because you're not telling the truth. They'd be like, so. Yeah, we hope it's you, you fucking piece of shit. I <laughs> <laughs> you. And that's the average kind of discourse involving Justin Trudeau, as it should be. It truly is. That's true. Yeah. And he's so I have the the current day polling number predictions. This is as of. The time of recording, which is September 7th, so two weeks before the election itself. And uh, here's how it's shaking down. At present, I'm going to go basically from lowest to highest, okay? So All prepare right. yourself right. when I tell you who's polling the lowest. Uh, coming in at, at a <laughs> total percentage of 2% is the Green Party. Woo! Wah, wah. Green wave. We're down <laughs> 5% from the last poll. They have fallen below a threshold. They are currently projected to win, drum roll please, two seats. <gasps> hey, it used to be one. Yeah. They, yeah, that'd be that'd be big for them if they did. This is a backslide. I am skeptical if they'll win those two seats, but you never know. Uh, coming in behind the Green Party, polling at, for them, genuinely an impressive 6%, we have a two-way tie. The Bloc Québécois, who have lost... 2% from the last time they were polled, who are projected to win 30 seats, which is down 2 from the last election. And then, of course, also at 6%, the party with the most momentum, up 4%. They're actually up the highest from the last polling data. That's the People's Party of Canada, the PPC. I've seen a yeah. lot of signs for them around here. There's actually, in Kingston, there's a, there's a carpet store that has six PPC signs in front of it. I honestly can't imagine being the Green Party or the Bloc right now and knowing you did semi-well last election and now the PPC is beating you. Uh, well, to be fair, the PPC is still protect- projected to win zero seats. Yeah. It's also because like the Green Party whitewashed their whole campaign to <laughs> almost be like more status quo than any other party right now. Yes. Like yeah. They do they not want to rock the boat. The Green yeah. have nothing. Uh, coming yeah. in at third place with... A whopping 20%, up 4% from last polling at least, is the NDP. Yay. Uh, They are still a minimum of 11% (laughs) behind their next competitor. But they're doing better than they were. Yes. They're projected to win 31 total seats, which is up from seven. Uh, That's still 100 seats behind. Anybody else? Yeah, that's the thing. I've seen, like, I follow a lot of, like, NDP... Uh, you know, supporters and, uh, you know, members and stuff on Twitter. And I see, like, every day they're, like, retweeting polls that have them, like, oh, oh like, look, we're doing so well. We're, like, we're, we're really up. And, like, mm. I guess that's technically true. But you're, like, again, like, nowhere close. And you still look like losers. Yes. Yeah. That is the NDP in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. Currently projected, this is just percentage-wise, not necessarily seats-wise, but percentage-wise, in second place is the Liberal Party of Canada, who have dropped 2% from the last polls. They're currently polling at 31%, and they are projected to win 145 seats, which is 12 less than 2019. Mm. Which means, at present, in terms of voting percentage, the Conservative Party of Canada, polling at 34, have not gained or dropped in the last week. They are projected to only win 130 seats, though, so not enough yep. to form the minority government. It would still be a liberal minority at the time of uh, 
this podcast recording. That being said, I <laughs> my worst fear is that the liberals will win a razor thin minority and then lose a no confidence vote, <laughs> oh, <laughs> meaning God. we have to do this all over again. <laughs> oh, that would be so. But honestly, stupid. like if the conservatives win a minority, that's not going to go well either. So. There's no winning here. This is such a weird system. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so has so, always been completely well, useless and okay. terrible. And this you is guys, you, you're you so, uh, you know, you're so pessimistic. You're so negative-minded. Yes. You have to understand, like, unlike you, like, you know, shitlord commies, I believe in democracy. Uh-huh. Uh, and what is democracy but voting? So the country that has the most <laughs> elections and does the most no. voting... Is, is the, the better country. That's and if mm. only you could see that. Mm-hmm. It's like when they had all those elections in uh, you know, Chile because they kept doing coups, that was actually the yeah. country at its freest. Now that That's they have right. one elected leader and no election happening at this very second, it's time. We have to go back in. Same thing with Venezuela. Uh, same thing with Cuba. I mean, Brazil is... Literally, as we're recording, uh, experiencing a right-wing coup as Bolsonaro's supporters have, like, breached the military, <laughs> like, blockade around Congress and are now in, essentially, like, the Brazilian House of Commons, which is sick. It's, uh, because, uh, it's because they weren't free enough. That's right. They need more freedom. I know they just had an election that Bolsonaro is going to lose, but they need to be freer. We need seven or eight more elections this week. Well, so I have totally free. So right now I have uh, the percentages of uh, the chance of each party winning in front of me. Yes. And there's four stats here to make up 100 percent ish. Uh, and what I have is there's a 10 percent chance probability of the liberals winning a majority, which is very funny because that was the whole reason why they were. I into know. This. And that's yeah. so low. That's, that's incredibly slim. Uh, 45% probability the liberals win the most seats, but not a majority. Mm. There's a 40% probability of the conservatives winning the most seats, but not a majority. And a 4% chance of the probability of the conservatives winning a majority. Where's my probability of the Greens winning a majority? I don't don't know why they're not I think that falls under other. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) No, they're not other. They're their own party now. You have to put Mm. some respect on their name. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, So, yeah, it's very funny to go into this as confident as they did, only to, you know... Which is essentially caused this to be time. a 50 like, 50 chance. The same election as two years ago or whenever the heck we yeah. were the last one. No, not yet. We haven't gotten any pictures of Trudeau in someone else's skin or clothing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I true. Forgot. So that we was haven't a had. Highlight. Although I will and, say the PPC is providing like the lion's share of uh, comedy for this election. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we need to keep them around forever if only just for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they call an election in order to hopefully get a majority. Uh, and what they end up is a 50 50 chance of keeping their minority or losing it to the conservatives. Yeah. Know oh, um, when to hold them, know when to fold them. Just <laughs> all, all I'm saying is the last time anybody lost a minority to the conservatives, that's how this great country was built, you know? <laughs> With chains on their wrists and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so many yeah. minorities were lost. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, this is oh. uh, the dumbest country in the world. Well, tied for the dumbest country in the world, and we're getting exactly what we deserve. No, you're not allowed to say that, Jesse. This isn't Canada. 
Yeah, this isn't us. That's true. This has never yeah, been this us. Is, that's speak, the crazy speak. thing. <laughs> when I'm not us, that's the real me. <laughs> I'm being the of, most of me not right being now. Us, uh, are, are you ready uh, for yes. uh, what what we've all been foaming at the mouth to, to talk about? Okay, there's uh, two I things. know we, we covered the protests against Trudeau last week, so we're going to try to not repeat ourselves too much. But uh, we do have... Uh, a sort of Geodude used rock throw scenario that transpired uh, mm-hmm. yesterday in London, I believe. I uh, wanted it to be well and so bad. I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. Yeah, so Trudeau was in uh, my dear hometown of Welland uh, yesterday morning, but then he went to London that afternoon, and that's where this transpired. Uh, but d- does anyone have more info on this? I just have like. Uh, expert analysis after the fact. Well, let's, oh, let's briefly let's hear just tell people what we're referring to, and then we'll go into more detail. Mm-hmm. So, Justin Trudeau, you may have heard there's an election going on. You may have also heard <laughs> that he's not very well liked, and uh, some people have a visceral disdain for him. Well, this visceral disdain made itself abundantly clear yesterday in, yes, London, Ontario, where Justin Trudeau was... Well, pelted is the wrong term, but people threw gravel at the sitting Canadian Prime Minister. Uh, Mr. Trudeau was involved in a geologic-style altercation. Uh, uh, PPC-adjacent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, here it is, yeah. So he's literally going on to a tour bus, and it's just getting, like, the windows are getting smashed with gravel. Yeah, and there's a whole crowd of, like, maybe 50 or 60 people around it's pretty hard to make out who's throwing rocks or, like, who's a supporter and who's a protester. Because he usually gets greeted at these things by, like, more almost as many protesters as supporters. And they're mostly affiliated with the PPC or they're, like, independent, libertarian, uh, you know, weirdo freaks. Mm-hmm. But it was 100% the PPC contingent throwing gravel at him. And I will say, it's always good when politicians get pelted with things. I'm sorry. That is just the simple truth. Maxime Bernier getting an egg cracked on his head is as funny as Justin Trudeau getting gravel thrown at his bus. It may not be the will of all people, but I will say uh, this is like an actual genuine (laughs) grassroots movement. People don't just throw gravel for the hell of it. If you're pissed enough, there you go. And it was uh, very, very funny. What I was laughing about and they sent you guys um, through Messenger was just all these like takes from liberal and ndp twitter being like this does not represent us like it is never okay to throw things at prime ministers like like we we don't do this and it's like oh my god the people that are throwing rocks at the prime minister are not reading your tweets about how it's important to be polite like oh my god no it's it's no it's time to get on like your classics like school marm outfit and scold us for disrupting the class i know Uh, when we're simply trying to have fun and vibe it's yeah i've got a it's very funny that people say that this isn't us but yeah. uh, I have a list here that goes back to 1976 of people uh, who were the prime ministers getting things thrown at them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and and there or was rather this... just Canadian politicians having things thrown at them. And so. there was this super viral tweet of like, "Well, 150 years with civil elections is like a pretty good run. Too bad we've ruined it." Now I literally saw that one like a hundred times, and then. 
Someone I follow quote tweeted it being like bad news about the rest of the Canadian elections that have occurred. Like when Chrétien literally choked a guy in the street, like they've (laughs) literally always been violent and stupid. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because people are like, this is in Canada, right? Pierre Trudeau even uh, had a crowd throw hundreds of eggs, rocks and tomatoes at his vacation train. That he was oh taking his vacation, uh, his vacation train, Once resulting again, in one that. window being smashed. Uh, the train had already been pelted with food in Alberta and Manitoba after the prime minister have given the middle finger to protesters in Salmon Arm, B.C. <laughs> OK, <laughs> say what you want about Pierre. Justin would never do that. No, yeah, he no. that's what I was thinking. Uh, I, he, I feel like he would do that and he's trying to not do stuff like that. But. I I wouldn't put it past him because his father I feel like was respected for doing shit like that where he just told people they yeah. were stupid and yeah. wrong and like hit yeah, people. He was, he was alpha. His <laughs> father I, was respected because he created the Cuban Revolution. And so but remember right. like when Trudeau grabbed someone's arm and like everyone tried to cry about it, but then obviously no one took the people seriously who were crying that it was like that big of an offense. I was like, if he literally just yelled "fuck you" at the protesters, like I'm sure people would be like, "That's cool." Also, I don't know. I'm sorry when you drive your snowpiercer train through like the poorest parts of Canada on your way to a vacation. You deserve more than getting like stones and tomatoes thrown at your train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, your poor train. Um, yeah. The other thing is that, uh, oh, where is it? Jean Chrétien uh, w- was hit with a pie to the face <laughs> no at way. a pre-election <laughs> campaign event in Charlottetown. <laughs> oh, my Someone God. Threw. So awesome. Same with uh, Stefan Dion got hit with a pie. Oh, my um, God. Ralph Stephon Klein was hit with a banana cream pie. How could you uh, care enough? We're a nation of clowns, folks. Stephon Alberta Dion. Premier Ed Stelmach was uh, hit with a pie. Gail Shea, the then okay. Federal Fisheries and Oceans Minister, was hit with a pie. Wait, why do people care about the Oceans Minister? <laughs> okay. What are you talking and about? We Rob, made a whole podcast Rob Ford, complaining about the Oceans Minister earlier this year. Then yeah. Rob Ford was uh, hit in the face with a cup of juice at the Little Italy Festival. <laughs> okay, well, first off, who is responsible just trying to for give the it cereal pie throwing? It's actually I, the PEI Pie Brigade. Whoa, that's awesome. How are these yeah. guys not in some kind of like CSIS black site? Oh, they definitely are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this could be like, this is something that the RCMP in the 1970s would have like planted dynamite under their house to stop. Oh, and uh, Stockwell Day was hit in the face with chocolate milk in Kitchener. So that's my list here of people throwing things at that's beautiful. politicians. Well, so this is exactly what our country has always been. This is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Stockwell Day shouldn't have been in that elementary school bathroom in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Woo. <laughs> uh, so that was a another real home take run. that I saw circling around uh, Rockgate uh were parallels that libs were drawing between this and of course we have to talk about it every single week it seems january 6th oh is this actually <laughs> oh, oh no yeah That's a lot awesome. of people are who are saying that which is perfect uh actually because, like, i did hear that yeah that people was, like, like coordinated. this, to this the storm. just people picking shit off the ground like i don't understand well, you could argue like there's an amount of coordination going with the fact that like every single one of his events is being protested yeah okay uh, that's true but 
Uh, of course, these are Libs uh, drawing comparisons because they are clutching their per- their pearls and are just like terrified whenever anyone like fails to just submit to authority in any way. Like, mm, uh, mm-hmm. like oh, you're you're breaking norms and like oh, this is this is dangerous when people you know don't vote and do nothing else. I guess this is in Canada. Yeah, uh, which is obviously yeah. stupid, but I do feel like it is an apt comparison in that we're seeing these like quote-unquote grassroots uh like direct political actions uh that are taking place against the establishment against specifically a liberal in power uh by far-right morons Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're doing things that we agree is cool shouting down trudeau uh, while he's trying to stump is super cool. It's just that the people doing it are complete morons with backwards politics uh, and are basically bloodthirsty maniacs. Well, uh, what I've seen, too, is that a lot of times when it's like these right wing supporters, he just sort of like hides in his bus or whatever, or like smirks and everyone gets so mad. But when it's like protesters for actual good causes go to his events all the time and scream him down and he usually makes like some snarky comment at them or tells them like thanks for being here and whereas like for the conservative ones he's just not commenting as much i don't know yeah and that that's exactly my point is that like it's not even him it's the media it's that the media obsessively covers these like far-right extremist protests mm-hmm. uh and then like how much in the last few weeks have we heard anything about fairy creek you know yes okay and even if you look at kingston like the press never comes to a protest for a left-wing event ever ever like there there will be like one person there from a newspaper that's like the national observer or something maybe but then like today with all those people protesting protesting outside of kgh for vaccines or whatever there was like three different news organizations there for a protest that was like 50 people and we've been to protests that are like a thousand people and no media shows up and it's like what the fuck and it's 50 of like the the dumbest just like you know mayonnaise goblins you've ever laid eyes upon and you know they're going to interview like half a dozen of them Mm -hmm. uh and see like and just so like the only people who watch tv news which is like you know middle-aged liberals can be like oh look look at those bad apples that's not good yeah so they can feel good about themselves whereas when you see a left-wing protest they have to be like uh i don't know yeah you do they feel conflicted right yeah exactly and of course, the other side of this, which we touched on when we talked about the January 6th uh, movement, uh, was that if anyone who was a leftist, uh, especially because those people tend to be gay or POC or what have you, uh, you know, tried to throw gravel at the prime minister, mm. their pussy would be on the pavement faster than you could say. <laughs> Ew, do not say that. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, no, you can say I, I, that. They, they would be brutalized by the cops. Yeah. Uh, and it would not be pretty, but these guys, of course, can do as they please. Yeah. It's because it's because they're fighting for the status quo, whether they realize it or not. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Like the people that are at these anti-vax uh, protests or even Justin Trudeau protests that are just mad about vaccine mandates and whatnot. Like it, it's such a 
a small issue. It's essentially a non-issue to some degree because nothing's going to actually change about it. So really, they're still just fighting for the status quo of keeping things the way they are and, you know, let me keep getting mad about these things because if they weren't there for me to get mad about, then I would have no purpose in life. So... But the the real threat to police and politicians isn't those people. It's people that want to completely dismantle everything that they've built up and have their whole careers built out of their whole exactly. livelihoods ripped from underneath them. And you can, so when you those can people see, show up and those people protest, that's when the cops get aggressive because they know and you can see. Sorry, <laughs> you keep going. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, and you can see that perfectly in, again, these liberals who like hold their norms and their values and like, oh, respect for the system and respect for authority and rule of law, uh, who, again, are losing their minds about um, these guys throwing gravel or shouting uh, fuck Trudeau or what have you. Uh, but that uh, goes completely out the window when people... It, at Ferry Creek, who are like trying to defend these ancient trees, are just getting curb stomped by loggers and cops every single day, mm-hmm. and just yeah. like hospitalized left, right, and center. We'll definitely talk about Ferry Creek in a full episode uh, some other time. But yeah, yeah. The other the other example is uh, someone shared it not that long ago, but there was an article from I think like 2014, and uh, this guy who owned like an SUV got a i think it was like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollar fine because he had a fuck harper sticker on the back window of his uh car and now fuck trudeau bumper stickers are everywhere and nobody touches it because they say that you know that's like stepping too far and let people have their freedom to talk right like they hand those out at canadian tire And this isn't like a conservatives versus liberals thing. It's just that the likelihood that someone being critical of the conservative party could also be critical of these parties as a whole is way higher chance. And it gets all these uh, people in power butthurt over it in comparison to, uh, you know, cops seeing a fuck Trudeau thing. And they're like, well, you know, everyone has their opinion, so it's fine. It's just it's like you guys said, there's this huge split in how things are treated and represented here in Canada. And then we constantly get these fucking pansies coming in here and telling us this is just not how things are. And it's so frustrating to witness because it's only not how things are when it's something that they dislike. Right. And Trudeau getting gravel thrown at his face is something you could have fucking expected like six years ago. Like you, if you have been paying attention to politics at all, the rise of these people that are so incredibly frustrated and upset with politicians in general until they get like a populist politician who keeps telling them these lies that they're actually going to change things um, has been continuing and getting more and more extreme. So it's just baffling to me, right? Like, it reminds me of the conversations we had where people were like, oh, I'm so shocked that the Canadian government hid that these bodies were at residential schools. And it's like, fuck, this isn't shocking. Trudeau getting hit in the face with gravel is not shocking. It's expected. You just don't like it. Hmm. That's my piece. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the PPC, I did call a member of the Kingston PPC a cunt today. Nice. Fun. Not Just showy. passing on the sidewalk or um what yeah. In the meat <laughs> space. Was it Shelly? 
Yes. No. Oh, well, you yeah. call a lady that? Well, well, she's I don't a know cunt. If call her a lady. <laughs> okay. Well, she I might do, be a woman. I Megan say a, she might be a human. I do have a piece well. here on on the climate policies of of the parties. If anyone is interested. Well, Megan, let me ask you, why why does climate matter? What's what's climate got to do with us? Yes, I know New York City just flooded and people died. And yeah, there's wildfires going on. And yeah, there's a hurricane going. But other than that, uh, what's so bad about the weather? I know. I just yeah, failed you know to what? see how any climate policy could be more important than whether or not it's okay to throw rocks at the prime minister. Yeah. Also, That's the Green Party. So they're going to win. Bestie. And yeah. We know the Green Party is all about <laughs> the environment, and they're going to pull a forty, uh, thirty-four point swing and win. So yeah. That's right. I'll humor you, Megan. Megan, you know that I'm not like, worried. You know, when the Earth melts, like we have the whole Arctic, we'll just all move there. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And Mars um, and Jupiter <laughs> and Saturn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jupiter is where you're going to go because that's because uh, you're stupider. So. Megan, just call climate denialists a cunt for me, please. Oh, OK. Yeah. There's honestly Especially not too many of those anymore. It's become something which is like even sadder for the soul, you know, which is just it's happening. But like shit happens. Um, yeah. Well, sad. it's too late to do anything now. So why worry? Yeah. Uh, so I've been reading um, Naomi Klein's book on fire, which I highly recommend everybody read. She's the smartest person on the entire planet. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and it's very good. It's also made me very sad, obviously. So I wanted to look and see what are the liberals and the conservatives going to do about the climate? You know, we're going to have one of those two in power. So let's dive in. I'll start with the liberals, which I've I've decided the overarching theme is nothing will really change about your life. So don't worry. Climate change is just going to be stopped and nothing will have to change at all. It's going to be great if you vote for the liberals. So um, they're going to work with the provincial and territorial partners to support the development of a national power grid. A lot of this is the provinces and territories will do it. Um, and a lot of the provinces and territories is usually the federal government will do it. So that's cool. Um, right. They're trying to get to net zero emitting electricity system by 2035. That was the exact wording. Well, don't really even know what that means. Um, they're trying to do zero emission car sales by 2035. They're going to do this by, quote, doubling down to attract investments and jobs in the manufacturing or sorry, in manufacturing zero emission vehicles in Canada through an eight billion dollar net zero accelerator. So they're going to try and get like tesla canada i guess um cool. adding more charging stations and regulating that half of sales uh, must be electric by 2030 um and then doing more to tackle emissions from medium and heavy duty vehicles we love doing oh, more yeah. we love doing more don't we folks yeah uh they're going to invest in training workers and are going to take specific actions to help oil and gas workers succeed <laughs> can't wait what the fuck does that mean <laughs> uh they did specify a little bit they said they're going to create a clean jobs training center I, again stuff like that i really don't know what that means other than a like re-education center that with does sound resources very on it um and they're going to work with unions and indigenous stakeholders um they're going to provide grants of up to five thousand dollars for home retrofits they're going to try and um have net zero emissions buildings by 2050 2050 in my head is like a year that doesn't even exist so the fact uh, that they won't. have yeah. like targets that are like we're going to do stuff by 2035 2040 2050 yeah. it's like oh no you're God. not like what are you talking yeah, about like that's so there's late. gonna be conservative in power by then uh, you and idiot. also like we'll there be, will be dead no 2050 like, yeah. Right <laughs> yeah but yeah. like time I, stops especially 
I, I'm stealing this observation from, from Twitter, but uh, something that stuck with me is like whenever you hear politicians say like, oh, we're going to do this by like 2035, 2050, like, oh, like these massive time scales. It's like Alexander the Great conquered all of Persia in five years on horseback. And we, we can't just build cars. Yeah, we can't retrofit homes in yeah. 20 years. <laughs> like, OK, um, <laughs> they're going to create a low carbon building materials innovation hub. See, this is the kind of stuff where it's like you read the climate policy and it's all like stuff that sounds fun. But you realize there's nothing in here that's going to stop climate change at all. Like this is just a low carbon materials like hangout zone so we can think of new yeah. stuff and like yeah. not even committing to implementing it i don't know <laughs> the liberals are going to make a really cool eco-friendly discord server that we <laughs> yeah. can hang out in um, they're going to increase the effort to galvanize the resources of the private sector and financial institutions towards building a climate resilient economy through more action on sustainable finance with details to come in platform i just loved that sentence i thought it was fun um, you know, climate resilient economy through sustainable finance. Great. Um, protect Canadian jobs in competitiveness through smart carbon pricing design, which just means we're not going to do as much as we should do. Um, they're going to build an end to end sustainable battery supply chain, um, in Canada. So they want to like mine and make all the batteries and sell all the batteries here. And they're going to put them all end-to-end so they'll stretch across the country. Oh, yeah. And they also said for that one they wanted to hire more women and LGBT people into the battery sector. And I was like, that's (laughs) cool. Um, They're going to develop an investment tax credit of up to 30% for a range of clean technologies. Uh, So that's just like if you are a rich person who makes your money off investments, you can get a tax break if it's in clean tech i guess we all yeah you know, clean tech is gonna save us um eco capitalism is cool uh awesome uh and they're going to provide support and incentives for domestic procure- procurement of canadian clean technology by partnering with other levels of go- government and existing large companies um and they're going to make sure the oil and gas sector reduces emissions at a pace and scale needed to achieve net zero by 2050 again the number 2050 not acceptable but okay uh fortunately oh and then they say fortunately canada's largest oil and gas companies are already committed to achieving net zero emissions by 2050 which i thought was just the most perfect part of this whole thing which is like we don't even have to do anything the oil companies are gonna fix (laughs) the climate for us they're already doing it like yeah no cool (laughs) betty draper saying i don't have to do anything don don is is so committed to yeah. our relationship yeah so uh thank you liberals that was the extent of it um so yeah I, there was nothing you know really about actually making oil and gas do anything nothing about how our livelihoods would have to like be altered at all just we're gonna you know have a grid and have zoomy cars i'm excited right. so if you're if well, you're thinking that's not good enough and you know maybe the conservatives have something better they're more practical by better if you want funnier then i certainly have that so 
can't wait to share this. Uh, so their platform is called Secure the Environment. As you know, all their platforms are called Secure the Blank yeah. based off their Every, the every single platform is a dog whistle. Yes. Um, so it starts with Canadians can't afford Trudeau's carbon tax hike. We will fix the environment, but not on the backs of working Canadians. Um, they're going to reduce emissions by 2030. Uh, okay, hey. so no goal at all. Just it's going to go down. Um, and then it says without the government taxing working Canadians and driving jobs and investments out of the country. Uh, then they have we recognize that it's that the most efficient way to reduce our emissions is to use pricing mechanisms. However, having a market based approach means that we cannot ignore the fact that our integrated North American partner, the United States, does not yet have a national carbon pricing system. Further, the present state of global trade allows some of the world's worst polluters to become free riders to the detriment of Canadian workers. Any serious plan has to recognize these realities. So that that whole bit was carbon pricing does work, but we are not going to do it. Um, so then they said to reach our goal, we're going to work with the provinces classic, uh, to give Canada the best chance to be a leader in climate action. We'll bring the provinces together to talk about the next steps in the climate action plan and how we can work together to meet Canada's goal. So that whole thing, again, like this is just, we're going to chat with the provinces to see what we can do, but this is your platform. You're supposed to say what you're going to do. So helpful. Uh, then my favorite part of the whole thing this was the thing i was excited to share because it's the most batshit idea i've ever heard but it's fun i'm going to read you this whole page from their document here so strap in it's a personal low carbon savings account so Canada's yes, conservatives yes, will, yes. will work with the provinces <laughs> to implement an innovative national personal low carbon savings account this will put a price on carbon for consumers without one penny going to the government. It will be completely transparent and engage consumers in the process of building a lower carbon future. Uh, Canadians will pay into their personal low-carbon savings account each time they buy hydrocarbon-based fuel. They will be able to apply the money in their accounts towards things that help them live a greener life. Um, so a transit pass or bicycle or a furnace. Um, it says that Canadian <laughs> families and businesses have been trailblazers in the use of affinity or rewards programs and have great expertise in both managing and using them. Uh, this pro program will operate similarly and may be managed by a consortium of companies as the Interact system is. So pretty cool. Um, that sounds great. Like I'm very excited to use my, my climate savings rewards account uh, yeah. in order to purchase uh, cans of food. Um, you know, Mad Max style uh, chrome that I can spray into my mouth uh, as I ride across Valhalla. Um, yeah, I just thought it was <laughs> great how they're like, you guys love your little Cineplex scene points. You love doing apps. What if you we gave you all a debit card and that saved the earth somehow? <laughs> like, okay. It's so it's so perfect. And again, like I I. Like I said this last time, but I feel like you can chalk up a lot of the momentum that conservative conservatives have been getting to uh, is uh, let me say that again. Sorry, uh, you can chalk up a lot of the momentum that conservatives have been gaining uh, to this, like not even gamification, but just like sales taxes and like marketis marketing uh, tactics that they're using. Uh, for all of their policies and platforms. It's all like special little bonuses and rewards that you get for buying shit. Yeah, I know. It's saying like every time you buy gas, you pay into a little 
bonus account and then you get a bike like what the fuck but and then the rest of the page i won't read it but it talks about how like you know carbon taxing is the same thing but it goes through the government and the government would be tempted to spend it and they go they say that like three times that the government would be tempted to spend it if they took this carbon tax money so you should keep it in your own little bank account but yeah the government and then is in 30 years when we're money. facing cli- in 30 years when we're facing climate catastrophe oh like the government wasn't supposed to do anything we gave you the savings account <laughs> yeah. it's your fault that you didn't buy a bike thereby saving the world <laughs> i know so insane oh my god so they also want 30 percent of cars sold to be zero emissions by 2030 that's just like 20 percent lower than the liberal one but the same thing um there's a lower industrial emission section, and they say we are going to not touch what Trudeau did. It's fine as it is. Moving on. Um, they want 15% of natural gas production to be renewable by 2030. 15 is such a minuscule amount. And also, like, they're saying renewable natural gas. They just mean, like, methane capture, essentially, but yeah. just very strange. Um, and then the rest of the document is just hyping up British Columbia and saying they're oh, going sorry, to... Oh, sorry, one sec, one sec. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm recording down here. Oh. Mom, don't interrupt me during <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going, Megan North, sorry. Um, then they do a lot of hyping up of British Columbia saying, like, we're going to follow British Columbia's lead on this. And all the leads are, like, British Columbia has, like, 10% of this needs to be renewable by like 2050, which it's like, that's doing literally nothing. So good job, BC. And then a whole section about protecting jobs. Uh, they're going to put tariffs on stuff from China, which was also in the liberal plan because China's, you know, dirty and polluting the environment. Um, and they're going to implement a triple bottom line approach to business, which I always find so funny, just the whole concept of triple bottom line. Um, and then for it to be in a government document is just hilarious. What is triple bottom line? It's just like instead of having businesses having only the bottom line of profit for shareholders, their other two bottom lines are social uh, and environmental protection. So they have to care as much about the environment as they do about stakeholders. But like, or they LOL. go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> so they just I'm, I'm sure do what that. he suggested. Yeah. They, if I was O'Toole, I would call it the triple, triple bottom line. And I'd probably get more votes for calling it that. Mm, that's true. <laughs> Uh, and then it's they're going to stupid. study the potential for introducing new taxes on frequent frequent flyers, non-electric luxury vehicles and second homes to deter activities that hurt the environment, which is interesting. It's like a rich people tax, but they just said study the potential for they didn't actually say. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're do it. not actually going to do it um, as and if then we they, don't know the effects of these things. I know. And then they conclude this document by saying. Canada only has less than 2% of global emissions, so we really don't need to do that much um, because it's all China and America's fault. Um, and also, P.S., don't look at the per capita numbers. Do not look at the per capita numbers. So, <laughs> please, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, Honey, do not look at I the per capita. Very brief. Um, I just wanted to laugh again. No offense to Annamie Paul, who I keep picking on, but I, we were talking about this, I think, before, but she said in an uh, speech by accident that the only <laughs> climate plan that would get us to where we need to be is the liberal one and then didn't fix it until like idiot. the next day saying i meant green which is it was so, so funny. stupid she um, might be 
the worst leader in the history of King <laughs> Yeah. So funny. Oh, my God. And, and then, her, her apology video, too. She was like, I'm sorry, guys. I was tired. I really <laughs> meant green. I promise you. Please believe me. <laughs> uh, and okay. then the NDP plan is basically pretty similar to the liberals. Uh, it has, like, some stricter targets, but honestly not that much. Uh, the whole, like, caveat for the whole thing is, like, the liberals lie and they won't actually do it, but we're going to take the same policies, but we're actually going to do them because like I'm saying all this about the liberal policy and how it doesn't do enough and how it's dumb. But even that they're not going to do it. Like they literally will not no. do any of the things that I've listed anyway. So no, no, <sighs> not at all. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's their whole, their whole platform is based on like, please trust us. We'll do it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because or hopefully you forget. They've been making the targets for like eight years now or something, and we haven't hit them. So these new targets are definitely believable and real. So awesome. I think that's one of the reasons why people are, have such a hard time believing in it, because it's like, where was this before? Why does it all, as soon as you get your seat, you just stop talking about all of these things? Yeah. Now, there's a lot of things they did fulfill. But the things that they didn't fulfill, it's not like they really gave any proper reason as to why, right? Well, and it's also like, of course, they do like they do some political action, like they they pass laws and stuff. But just climate change is so important and like so dire if we don't do it that the fact that like climate change is the one type of policy where they're really like obviously an indigenous issues too, but they really don't ever come through with their promises or follow through on anything. It's like. That's literally costing us our lives and the lives of the life of our earth. So cool. Sad. Extremely cool. Are you a doomer now, Megan? Like, I don't want to be a doomer. I want to join us. I want to have a Green New Deal. But now none of them like last election, the NDP said they were going to do it. And this one they didn't. So sad. Megan, can you give us your best doomer voice? No, I will not. Thank you, though, what? for asking. No. Wait, what? Give us your... No, I just want to hear what's your Doomer opinion on all of this. Um, I don't know. It's sort of hard to not think that the world's just going to get, like, so much worse. And, like, I, again, read on fire, but she talks a, a lot about how there's really, like, the two options of climate barbarism, which is just, like, extreme white supremacy and border, like... Uh, fortification and pushing out anyone that doesn't like quote unquote belong or we can go for like a just regenerative approach but it's looking like they don't want to do that so or they say they want to do it but they only do like one percent of it and it's really slow and like means yeah. tested and working with the markets the whole time um which is not really doing the money. it so yeah it's all Megan about the doesn't money. want to do uh, her Doomer at, uh, voice because it's actually a really offensive, like Jewish stereotype. Stop it! What is wrong? <laughs> I don't with know. You? I don't know why she chose that. Please one. cut that out. Because it. it was Southeast Asian before that. Oh so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where her head's at. I yeah. just want to know what your Doomer hot take is, like in general. Like I want a hot take from Megan. Oh. Oh well, that was. She just gave you her. her that's take, my take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't just make up another one. He didn't like that one. Man, I didn't like I, that one. I it felt too real. Wait, wait, I want okay, a hot wait, take. No, I'll think of one. Um, we all need to just eat only drywall, and that will get us through it. Um, There's a I lot of drywall all around. That's, that's not really that's a great idea, actually. Source. Uh, I have a lot of drywall here. 
Yeah. Now that I think about it. So if we really want to be serious about saving the earth. <laughs> Base and termite pilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get gnawing. <laughs> that should be your platform, Megan. <laughs> Thank you. Vote for Megan. Get gnawing. So uh, I don't know what else we have. I've got a little bit on this McLean's article about O'Toole being a socialist, but I can save that. Yeah, uh, we've got about like 15 minutes left. No, I we've been recording on. for like 55 minutes. Oh, OK. Yeah. No, say, no, no. We have to go by Dean's time because we I lost know, like 50, 52 right here. Oh, yeah. Okay. OK. So 52 is like so like full 10 episodes. More uh. Okay. No, a full episode is is fifty seven minutes, Dean. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was then say it with the intro, should we just do cum retention and then? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do him. Yeah, I love retaining. Okay, I gotta pull up that article. All right. So there is. It's time for us to offer our first official endorsement for any candidate running for office, and it's going to a man uh, <laughs> who's really a a riser in the political world right now someone who is slowly becoming just this unbelievable superstar in the world of canadian politics and in the world of nofap yoga meditation yeah he's a riser but he's definitely not a finisher and that man's name is uh nick ferrera although he is known online as i gotta get the name right nakula das Das. that's sorry that's sick he is running for the PPC, and just to quote, he calls himself a semen retention soldier and claims that he can <laughs> breathe into his testicles. No. So, breathe in through okay, his or into? No, that no, no, no. is sort of a yoga thing of, like, breathing into a part of your body. It's just, like, while you're breathing, you, like, focus on that area, um, and it helps you just, like, think about it when you're doing yoga and doing breathing exercises, but just, like, doing it into your testicles is so funny. Um, I'm See, sorry. Um, this pause. article No, 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 pause. That. Pause. This man is meditating and thinking about balls? Okay. All right. Uh, gay. That's right. Yeah, that means he's bad. Yeah, that's a bad thing to be. <laughs> that's right. That's what we say. Uh, so, clarify, a previous version of this article said that Pereira claimed to be able to breathe through his testicles. This was incorrect. <laughs> he actually claims to be able to breathe into his testicles. So, uh, I'm glad so, that their mind went to the same place. Though. He's running <laughs> in New Brunswick. Uh, not only does he not masturbate, but he has become well-versed in the obscure art of testicle breathing. The self-described semen retention soldier claims to have an endless supply of energy that he uses to spread the knowledge of sexual alchemy all over the world. Every time you're tempted to ejaculate, every time you're tempted to go watch porn, you're essentially mm-hmm. in the fight for your life. You're fighting for your very life force. Nature's yeah, I love that shit. And because of nature's merciful nature, <laughs> we've taken advantage of the nature and now we're depleting. That guy used nature four times in that sentence. <laughs> I hate him. I like this quote from him that says, right now the world needs yeah. men. Men with full balls. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, oh, so my God. Obviously, finally, a candidate who's in touch, not only with us, but with our 
our listener base, someone who is a complete psychopath, who never <laughs> wants to let his cum drip from his body, uh, someone who wears a tracksuit at all times. <laughs> he also quoted this article shitting on him and posted it to Twitter and then said the mainstream media is trying to discredit me in my political campaign using, using hashtag semen retention and hashtag nofap. They are attacking the truth at every angle because people are waking up. But he hasn't even shared any, like, other dumb theories, so he just means waking up to the, like, magic of semen retention, I guess. <laughs> Is cool. he going to, like, when he eventually becomes uh, prime minister, which, you know, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. Is he going to do, like, a federal mandate where, like, every man has to, uh, you know, retain their, their, their vital essence? Yeah, we're just And, like, if so, how do you measure that? We're, we're going to get parents again. There's going to be cum cops. He's just a temperance <laughs> guy. Like that part of the early temperance movement was not just like abstaining from alcohol, but abstaining from pleasuring yourself. That's why things like graham crackers were invented so they could be as bland and like uninspiring as possible to discourage you from getting your shit out and playing with it. Yeah, but this seems completely divorced from, you know, uh, the classical temperance movement, which was super Protestant. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, and, this like, is the upgraded version. But it's the same general idea where it's like, you know, don't give in to the vices of sin. Don't, you know, jack your pecker off. And to provide you with assistance, <laughs> we're going to make, yes, mandatory yoga sessions that every single man must attend. Where if you're busy doing, you know, the tree pose, you can't take your nuts out and smack them around. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't Too imagine uh, mandatory yoga sessions where I just have to stare at all, all sorts of guys in yoga pants for hours a day. I feel like that's going to have the opposite effect. No, see, the guys have to wear basketball shorts so that their big full balls get the chance to breathe properly. <laughs> you can't constrain them. Oh, my Lord. It's going to look like a sauna at an old man gym. Now oh, I know where? why they're called yoga balls. This is making sense. Where is this guy a candidate again? New Brunswick. Man, New Brunswick is always winning. Stay winning, NB. No Cumswick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking hell. Well, this guy's I'm, cool. I'm very excited to see where this young man goes. Please vote for Nick Pereira or Nakula Das. If you write either on the ballot, they will be taken <laughs> in and successfully counted. You can also write No Fap Guy and Semen Retention Soldier, and those will also qualify as uh, legitimate votes. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not in how's, New Brunswick, like you could just. How's he that. doing in his riding? Uh, I don't think he's projected to win. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. No, Fuck. what? That being we could have had the first no fap riding in Canada. Now that he's getting attention, though, you never know. So again, there's so many people talking about how we need minority representation. I cannot think of a smaller minority than the no fap community. Yeah. Yet zero support <laughs> from the so-called it left. Yeah, it's really sad the tolerant left isn't letting him be. <laughs> yeah, the tolerant left took me into a van and sucked me off, and they said it was something <laughs> called Bang Bus. <laughs> That's what they mean when they say they want affordable transport for all. They just want to make more Bang Buses to make me come more. That's yeah, why they I told must vote against them. Okay, they taught uh, me how to jack off. We're we're gonna stop this conversation. So thanks for listening, everybody, <laughs> and we'll be back with more election news or whatever if you news are able next to time. Make Na Nakula Das, come send us a video, and we'll send you some merchandise. <laughs> okay, <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>